Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateway to Cinema, the spinoff of the far more popular podcast, Reboot Already Underway. We are back. We're back. After after quite <laughs> a long hiatus. We are like... Like a four-month we, we, hiatus. <laughs> we, are, we are like the uh, Roseanne revival Oh, the main podcasts, Roseanne. Okay. But hopefully a little less racist. Okay. I am your host, Aaron Hahn, joined as always by Jacob Lacey. Uh, Superman. Someone <laughs> I'm going with this time. If that makes sense, which it does. It because does. we are. Oh, yeah, I forgot again. that was my thing. It's been so long since we've done this show, Aaron. It has <laughs> That been. I forget been. all of my bits. But we're coming back with a good one. Because we are once again looking at one of the films from the list of 100 movies I once made for Lacey to watch. Films that are interesting introductions to the large world of cinema. And in the spirit of Ready Player <laughs> One, which uh, you may know has been out for several weeks now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, kept on pushing this one back and pushing this one back. But now we're, we're finally doing around it. To it. We are looking at the Iron Giant. Yes. A movie that I had seen before. The first one. The only one on the list that I had seen right, before. I, it was... I'm, I'm impressed with myself for 99 out of 100. 99 just of 100. guessing what you had. Because I didn't have the record back then. Because those were right. before Letterbox and everything. Right. So. Now, even though this is one that I had already seen... I saw it when I was like six, like when I was in kindergarten. So uh, watching this again, I remembered none of it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, like I remember like bits and like I understand, like I, like later in the film, the climax, I remember like, like bits and pieces and like feelings of, if that makes sense. Like I don't remember like specific moments, but I remember like the way it, like the feeling of it. That doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but it—that's what I recognized. God dang it! Um, yeah. How do we do this show? <laughs> uh, well, we start with your initial impressions of having seen the film, as well as like what you knew going in. Which obviously, in this instance, it was you already seen it before. So, like you were saying, uh, initial impressions. I don't know. Some of this I want to save for spoilers. It's not really spoilers, but it's going to fit more into that sort of part of the conversation. I will say, um, I haven't ugly cried this hard <laughs> in a long, long time. And I don't know if that was just how I was feeling last night. Hey, man, or... you, you weren't alone. Yeah, okay. You weren't alone good because it's horrible i couldn't believe it and it was like because like i know the i knew the the um, the big climax of the film i knew what happened but it was smaller moments even that just destroyed me like i talk about like a lot of these movies you know they make me shed a tear i i can get pretty uh, emotional when i watch a movie but this movie like it was uncontrollable like actual sobbing like i had to pause the movie <laughs> and i don't know maybe that says a lot about me i'll talk about the moments later where that happened it might not be the moments everyone's thinking of <laughs> but uh there are moments 
But, uh, uh, yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. This is, you know, it. it's hard to say I just saw this, because, again, saw it was little. But we're going to pretend like I just saw this for the first time. Too early to say, but I think this might be one of my favorite animated films ever. Um, yeah. I'd have to think about it. Incredibles is still up there. Again, another Brad Bird movie, so... He's got, right. the, <laughs> he's got the talent. Incredibles 2, man. Ooh, I cannot wait. I hope it's good. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I'm a little wary of these trailers. but Oh, really? Do you not like the trailers? I'm just not sure if it's the best direction to just be like, okay, now it's, now it's the reverse. Now he's the stay-at-home parent and the other person's out in Super Heroics. It's like, is this really what we're waiting 15 years for? I think I think they're letting us see what they want us to see right now. I think that's just going to be the very basic, like, oh, this is the setup. And then, you know, I, I have the feeling a lot of this is just from Act 1. You know what I mean? And we're going to get two more Acts, BB. There's going to be that's, so much that's, more. That's how Acts work. That's how Acts work. Sometimes there's five. I don't understand five-act structure still <laughs> like i get it like i understand it on like a basic level but at the same time i'm like what movie uses five act structure it's more like plays it's like shakespeare and stuff and uh let me just say i'm not a what did he know you know i mean i'm not a big fan of billy he's yeah. he's not that great he's whatever yeah he he totally ripped off a uh, nomeo and juliet uh-huh. So, you know. And The Lion King. I couldn't believe and the, it. Yeah, and The Lion King, you know. Yeah. So unoriginal. And Lady Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um uh... Yeah, but back to Iron Giant. <laughs> um, I just also want to say this this is something I was gonna do in spoilers, but whatever, it's not a spoiler. Um, the nineties, man. You could get away with some stuff in movies that you would never be able to do in a kids movie nowadays. They say they say, "He double hockey sticks." Not in a kids movie anymore. They say Hoover Dam, but without the Hoover. There's a bloody nose. Yeah, you can't put blood. <laughs> you can't put blood in kids shows, and I don't want to be. I don't want to get on the soapbox because sometimes I feel it's a little played out. It's a little like, oh, of course. But, you know, kids, a lot of kids stuff nowadays, a little too tame. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get get what you mean. Like, it's okay. No kid's gonna, like, lose their mind if they see a little bit of blood. But, I mean, there there is also the thing where we don't really show guns in cartoons anymore. That's true. That's the whole point of this movie. Even if we do, they're, like, laser guns or they're, like stun guns or something it's it's something that looks very specifically not, not like any real gun that's a good point even his bb gun i thought it was like a real gun i'm like oh my right. god so who gave that, that kid a gun transition <laughs> from when this movie was released to now which is obviously very as you said got the, the whole thing with guns is very central to this whole movie yeah it's the whole so it point. is kind of interesting <laughs> How we've transitioned since then. I like I kind of understand that point, but at the same time, when it's done like a movie like this, 
You can't, you can't, it can't be laser guns. There has to be, right? it has to be real, you know? I don't know. Well, well yeah, then that raises an interesting question. Is, is, should we be depicting guns in a realistic manner for, sto- so we can tell stories like the Iron Giant where it, it, it very clearly condemns violence? Mm-hmm. Or is it better to, you know, draw our entertainment away from its fixation on guns and hope that reduces violence by not kind of glorifying it in the way many action movies do, well, especially the... like taking that out element <laughs> out of kids' entertainment. Well, to be clear, they do use Iron Giant as a gun in Ready Player One, so I think that's just basically saying it didn't work. <laughs> so you know, I, I think that's that's... One, that's one of the things I was worried about when I knew he was going to be included in Ready Player One. Yeah, I figured he they just turn him into a, the giant weapon so they can have yeah. explosions and everything. it's like that's entirely counter to what the movie was about. That's the Ready Player One thing for you, you know? They they bring in the references. They have no understanding what any of them mean. But is that maybe a good, is that maybe a good commentary on nerd culture in general? See, if the movie had self awareness, maybe it does. You haven't have seen it. That. You I have not seen the movie. Shit. I've read the book. <laughs> Again, the book, the, the book and the movie are completely different from what I can okay, tell. Well, it's a... That's what I was hoping the book was going to go for. But oh, okay. No and it's trash. Right. And I assumed the movie will not improve it that much. It's whatever. It's a fine movie. I don't I don't hate it. I don't like it. Uh... Well, usually at some point you ask me why I put this on the list. Why'd you put... I... Dude, I... Honestly, we haven't done this for four months. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's hard for me to remember our bits here. Uh, or, or sorry, our parts. Don't worry, we'll, we'll have a whole conversation about bits and parts on the upcoming episode of the podcast. Uh, Aaron, why'd you put it on the list? Uh, because it was a childhood favorite. And to be honest, I kind of, I'd watched this for like once a long time ago, like when I was six as well. And mm. I'd almost completely forgotten about it, but I just knew that I loved it. Okay. I don't really, re- I didn't really remember much about it, except for that the main character had a weird name, and that Hogarth. Yeah, <laughs> really strange. <laughs> and that uh, I, I remembered the climax of the film, mm-hmm. but like it's still like I knew that this was a film that I loved, and so I put it on the list, and then I rewatched it now. Oh, so you hadn't rewatched it until this past few weeks? Nope. Then that's yeah. awesome. We're both yeah. kind of coming at it from the same position this time. Yeah, and so now it reaffirmed that this deserves a place on the list because this is a really great movie. Oh and yeah, it still holds up. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I want to dig into those spoilers. Well, let's Aaron. dig into that. So, if you have not seen it, highly recommended by the both of us. Yes. And if you have seen it or just don't care, we're going to talk about it now a little in depth with spoilers. Um. I don't even know where to start, my dude. Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> a very good place to start, indeed. To be honest, it took me a while to think. I, I, I was so afraid I was going to hate it at first, because I was just like, watch. I, I started the movie, and I was like, why does this look off? Yeah. And then it took me a while to realize, oh, it's hand-drawn animation. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what kind of... You know, Stone Age relic is this. 
no i loved it i loved the hand-drawn animation it's really good um i think a lot of that is it's the way it deals with scale and just everything with the giant right, uh, and the giant is, is so good computer animation right and yeah, then, yeah. So that contrasts. So. And the way, yeah, the way there's those great, like, really towering shots of where there's the one where the Iron Giant stands up and it, the camera, I mean, the camera, uh, <laughs> the animation, like, uh, it, it does like a Raimi, uh, a Raimi zoom or whatever they call them, um, where Hogarth stays, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But it does a great one of those. And, uh, Whew, there's just something about hand-drawn animation that just feels so right, man. I wish we were still doing this. I wish CG hadn't taken over. <laughs> yeah, there's just something I, so I think, charming about it. Yeah, CGI is good. It's it's still mm-hmm. kind of beautiful in its own way, but yeah, I do wish we had not like completely shifted away from hand-drawn animation. And you know, like we could also pay animators the right amount of money they need. That would be good could, too. Could, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but you know, that's ugh, a whole thing. <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh, oh gosh, where to even start? You want me to start at the place where I first cried, Aaron? Because the whole time up to it, I'm like, oh, the beginning scene. I'm like, eh, this isn't. I'm like, yeah, I was kind of scared. I wasn't gonna like it either. Because that opening scene's not like great. It's a little. I mean, the opening scene with Hogarth. Obviously, the boat right. scene is just you know, it's set up. Um, but I'm like, okay, this is a little, a little played out. Okay. A little, okay. Interesting. Uh, but then it was the scene <laughs> where they see the deer <laughs> and the iron giant like pets the deer and then the deer runs away and gets shot. <laughs> and I can't believe they did that. <laughs> and just, the corruption of innocence just made me lose it. The whole time where Hogarth is talking about, like, yeah, everyone dies eventually, and, like, all this kind of thing, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting pretty existential right now. It, it, it gets real. It gets real, real quick. <laughs> and it's just like, there's just not kids' movies that do that anymore, man. There, it's just It was such a shock because I'm like, oh, my God, they're really getting into this right now. Like, yeah, everything dies. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, I mean, there's there's kids' movies that deal with violence. There's kids' movies that deal with death. But nothing this real. But, yeah, this is very... I, I, I don't know, man. It's just... <laughs> like, even now, yeah. watching this... It gets to me, and it's like, I can't even imagine how I thought, <laughs> what I thought of this as a kid. I mean, as a like, kid, you'd probably I'm be like, okay, like whatever. It even registered. Yeah, I don't think it would. Kid. I obviously didn't, or else I would have been, like, traumatized and been existential since the age of, age of six, but, you know. Um, Jennifer Aniston is in this movie. I mean, this is this is the '90s. Yeah, this was she was in everything. Time. <laughs> uh, actually, when I saw her in the cast, I was like, "Oh God, here we go, stunt casting at its finest." And she actually does like a really fine job. I was like, "Okay, cool, good for you, Jennifer Aniston." Harry Connick Jr. That's a little more stunt casting, <laughs> but again, also pretty good. And of course, the best. Oh, of course. How could I forget? 
Mr. Uh, Mr. I am Groot himself. Mr. Diesel. <laughs> Mr. Diesel. <laughs> Do you think people call him that? Mr. Diesel? Like when they're like, Mr. Diesel, your room's ready. <laughs> well, I would assume so. It's it just, his last name. It just sounds so silly. <laughs> I don't know why. Poor guy. He's just, Vin Diesel's just a meme at this point. Um, yeah, Vin Diesel as the Iron Giant. He's real good. <laughs> he doesn't have much to work with, but you know, he, what he does is good. But that, but that's Superman. That's the just... Superman. Now, I'm going to be honest. I was still teared up at that point. That's not the part that broke me to the point where I was absolutely just gone. <laughs> the part of that was where he, Hogarth runs up to Iron Giant and he's still in like kill kill mode or whatever and he's just talking to him and he's like you can be whatever you want to be and I'm like oh my god no <laughs> that's what got me <laughs> and then it was just all the way to the end after that mm-hmm. yeah so good this movie's great it really is <sighs> I can't believe I waited this long to rewatch it it's a uh, modern day masterpiece I might even say it's a modern day masterpiece that's twenty years old. That's twenty years old. Yeah, that's right. I guess it's not even modern anymore. Oh my goodness. Um. Dang man. <laughs> Some good jokes. I like the joke when uh, Hogarth is praying. It's like one of those jokes that's like it's been done, but it's just done so charmingly in this, where like he doesn't want his mom to turn around. She's like, "I right, say grace," and he's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> It's so good. It's so clever. Um, also, you know, the, the huh? Sorry. It also kind of stands out because I don't think we get things that are that explicitly religious in many animated movies yeah, nowadays. Animated movies are like pretty dull nowadays <laughs> compared to like like not like dull. I mean, there are still great animated films, but like this movie was just hitting it on all corners, man. It was it was really just. It was everything. Um, also, the kid drugs a man. <laughs> so, like, there's that. I don't think that could happen. Was, like, a laxative. Yeah, but, like, he could have done more. <laughs> um, so that happens. That character is so good. He's, a whole, he's an awful person. Don't get me wrong. Oh, the... the uh, I, yeah, I can't remember FBI his name. FBI agent yeah. guy. Like, the embodiment of Cold War paranoia. <laughs> like, if Cold War paranoia was a person, it's that guy. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's the point. The whole movie takes place. I love when they're watching in the classroom that duck and cover video. And then later in the movie, when the nuclear missile's coming towards them, they're like, we should duck and cover. And they're like, that doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, all right, yep. And then... <laughs> Oh, no, the mom says, shouldn't we go to a shelter? And Harry Connick Jr.'s like, what's the point? <laughs> it's so dark. I can't even believe it. I just love it, though. Yeah, just, it's amazing. Just calling out duck and cover for, you know, that <laughs> literally was for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, false hope, I guess. I guess that has something to be said for it. I don't know. But yeah, that was pretty, 
Well, I mean, it's like pretty the same dark. Kind of security theater that we have to deal with in modern days. Yeah. For all sorts of things. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, this is like a really this this film is just well, like shockingly relevant. Still. Yeah, I can't. hashtag way too relevant. We're hashtag way too relevant. First episode back. Nuclear arms back. races, everybody. Gun violence <laughs> and the threat of nuclear war. It's yep. just Superman. <laughs> now, no mustache in this one either. So no, no. we predicted that. Iron Giant did it first. Yeah, this was back when uh, Superman was a hero to look up to, not going around snapping people's necks. And you love Justice League. Don't <laughs> act, even act like you don't. <laughs> you do, but you do, uh, dude. Yeah, that part made me cry too. <laughs> Where he's trying to, where they're playing games, and he's like, "You're the villain, or whatever." No, Superman. And I'm like, "Oh God, why? Why do they do this to me?" Oh man, it's so good. Um, yeah, just just the uh, the the innocence I think in this film. Aaron, I think, I don't know if it's been well documented on any of our podcasts, but I think I've uh, explained to you that innocence makes me sad. (laughs) 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 It just does. I think about, like, oh, kids. Like, the loss of innocence or, like, seeing innocence and wishing you had that? I think innocence in, like, the way that's, like... Or, like, you just don't want kids to be innocent. I just... You want to ruin... (laughs) I want to ruin everything. No, in that, like, innocence can never last. (laughs) You know, it's one of those, like, you know, it's there for a while. It's even in the Iron Giant. Iron Giant's just an innocent guy. He doesn't know anything about death or anything. Then he sees a deer shot. (laughs) And he tries to pick it up. Which is also really sad. Hogarth yells at him, and he's poking at a dead deer. And that's a thing in a kid's movie. <laughs> um, just that just that whole idea of, yeah, I guess of innocence loss is just really... I don't know if it's sad, but it's this, like, feeling of... longing i suppose that like man if only if only the world could be so innocent you know what i mean yeah. and uh the movie kind of plays into that like you know he he gets attacked but he he's like hey you know violence isn't the answer and then he saves a whole town which we still haven't talked about the the climax of the movie and we've talked to Around it, it, yeah. Where he flies up into the sky and stops a missile from destroying the town. And it's really sad, man. For some reason, I was under the impression that there were aliens in this movie. That he was, like, fighting at the end. Did you think the U.S. Army were aliens? (laughs) (laughs) I thought there was, like, some kind of alien invasion. And that's what he... Like, I thought he came from, like, a race of aliens that wanted to conquer the world. And then he had to fight them off at the end. But I was totally confusing this movie with something else. You must have. I, I never, yeah, I didn't think that. <laughs> it was just, no, it's just when, like, those, like, childhood memories. Yeah, like, like mixing mixed, with another, yeah. yeah. I got but you. But this, this movie would not have worked with aliens. No, 
Because it's the humanity of it and lack thereof is what makes this movie so special, what makes it work. Uh, that the there's more humanity in the robot that, than in yeah. Mr. Redhead Man. He, he was the most human of us all. Redheads are always the villains. <laughs> I think if this movie taught us anything. Except for the mom. She's cool. Whatever. Does she have red hair? I can't remember. Uh-huh. It's like brownish. It's like auburn, I guess you could say. I guess. Yeah. The uh, like the thing about this movie, I don't know if these jokes were done after the Iron Giant, and that's why they become they became kind of like I've been there, done that. But in this movie, they just work so much better than in any other. Because then the scene where he's like, "Oh, I'm hip. I drink coffee," and then he takes espresso and he's like bouncing off the walls, and he's like, oh, <laughs> "Y'all move up a grade and lose all my lunch money." <laughs> he's just losing it. That scene was great. Um, and it's like, again, a joke that we, I've seen before, but this movie just does it so well. And I don't know why it might be down to the animation, might be the, the voice acting, comedic timing, who knows? Uh-huh. I don't know. But, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Cause that scene was just cracking me up and like, you said, it, it's a, it's a well-worn trope, but yeah. Brad Bird, a good director, Aaron. Is a good director. At least in the animation realm. Didn't he make Mission Impossible 4? He didn't make Mission Impossible 4, which is great. What's the other one that he did? Oh, Tomorrowland. Uh, Tomorrowland. Tom- I is... like Tomorrowland. <laughs> so, right. yeah, I like Brad Bird, I guess. I like all of his movies that I've seen. No, I think I've seen all of his movies. Yeah, I think that's all of them. I like them. So, I might have to... What? Sorry. Animated one? Beyond this and... Ratatouille. Ratatouille, okay. And I really like Ratatouille. I haven't seen it in quite a few years, but uh, from what I remember about it. Uh, no, it's a good one. I might have to add him to my list of favorite directors, because I actually just realized I like all of his movies. <laughs> There's not one I don't like, and Incredibles 2 is coming. So. Maybe you got to wait for Incredibles 2 to come out. I might, I might. Dude, Incredibles 2 is just going to be good. I can already tell. <laughs> I know we're... Uh, I didn't think we were going to be on opposite sides of this, but... Uh, I mean, I'm still hyped for it. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, I'm I'm a little worried. Right. Okay. That That's it's, fine. That it's not going to live up to the expectations everyone has for it. My expectations were low, so now once the trailers come out, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good, because I mean, Finding Dory, Monsters University. I like Monsters University a lot more than most, I think, but still, it's like it's not Monsters Inc. I also started thinking about Monsters Inc. today and the whole ending and. A tear came to my eye, which has never happened before. So I'm like, what is my life right now? (laughs) So that's where I'm at. I think Iron Giant broke me. (laughs) Or just I think about sad animated movies or happy animated movies and it makes me sad or happy. Mm. So I'm I'm glad this movie broke you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a worthy movie to break you. Can I fix myself like the Iron Giant? Also, didn't remember that he's alive at the end. <laughs> I completely thought he was just dead. And I'm like, man, this is a really downer movie. <laughs> they, they wouldn't do that in a kid's movie. Yeah. Should they have, though? I, I don't know. I really love that end shot where he just smiles and you're like, oh, <laughs> he's alive. I don't know. I like this movie, Aaron. I like this movie too. Where I'm would glad you? That I still like it. Yeah, 
Uh, currently, I have this ranked okay. 27th. Uh, ahead of Django Unchained, behind being John Malkovich. That's way lower than I expected. Well, like, the thing is, the 26 above it are, like, my favorite movies of all time, so... Right, you might need to see this a few more times before you get there. Right, the fact that this was me, like, readjusting to this film that I'd seen so many years ago, and I'm now, like, kind of, in a sense, seeing it for the first time, while also not seeing it for the first time in that weird kind of... Yeah. I got it's you. been so long that I've gotten it, but I the the emotional scars are still there. Like I, I remember being distraught about the Iron Giant dying, <laughs> but like I didn't remember that he died. If that makes sense. Okay. Nice. Uh, I I'd put it number six. I really like this. If a movie can make me ugly cry, as, as I have said earlier. For long after the credits have stopped rolling. <laughs> you know, I gotta give it that that push. And it's a nice breezy film. 80 minutes or so. You know, you can get it yeah, done real like, quick. What, like 10-15 minutes of credits? I was not expecting that. No, yeah. So, it's real good. I love it. I will be watching it again. Gotta spread the good word of uh, the Iron Giant. You can be whatever you wanna be. Superman. <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, all right. So, guys, next week, in not quite anticipation of I Feel Pretty, we will be looking at Under the Skin for, for a, a different kind of perspective <laughs> at uh, horrors of your body of body dysmorphia (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to give you too many details (laughs) okay all right but yeah i have like a vague idea but not like any real idea like i know it's a sci-fi horror film starring scarlett johansson (laughs) and it's all i really know um should be an interesting all right until then if you want to check us out on the web you can find Lacey at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. You can find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. Uh, if you want to find David from the main podcast around the web, you can find him at DBEX15 on Twitter. DBEX with two S's. Two S. If you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. You can find me at This Clever Blog Name. It's already taken. That Tumblr.com. And if you want to find the podcast, Around the web, you can find us at Reboot Already Underway on Twitter. You can give us a like on Facebook. You can check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes and leave us a good review if you like what we say. And I just want to also mention, if you're just a fan of Gateway to Cinema, I'm sure there's a, a couple people who only listen to this. We get more niche people in this. Uh, you know, we're talking about specific movie. If you're looking for Iron Giant discussion, you're going to be coming to us and probably other places too. <laughs> it's a pretty popular movie. But, you know, uh, listen to this week's episode. It'll be up on Thursday. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll have that come up. I think it's one of our better episodes. We have a lot of good bits in it. We really, we really, uh, 
went to town with this place. <laughs> oh my god. You'll get that if you listen to the show. <laughs> so yeah, just wanted to mention, because, you know, we assume they're the same people listening to both, but maybe not. These are shorter episodes, easier to digest. Hopefully. Yeah. Alright. Alright, so next week, Under the Skin. Until then. Don't think of Don't say it. Bye-bye. Superman. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Close enough. All right. <laughs>